0: Welcome to the Delta Flyers with Tom and Harry as we journey through episodes of Star Trek Voyager. Your two hosts along this journey are myself, Garrett Wong, and my co-host, none other than Mr. Robert Duncan McNeil. Robbie! Hello, sir. How are you? Hello, hello, hello.
1: Good How's to be back with you. You've been b- a busy man lately.
0: I've been a busy bee. I've been yeah. running around, yeah, uh four conventions and no, three conventions in 4 weeks
1: and then Star Trek Day on top of that. Wow. Um, so, yeah, it's it's been crazy. It's a lot of travel. How how do the conventions feel like generally? Is it is it, it starting to feel more normal or no? Yes and no. I mean, you know, a lot of COVID
0: um, you know, protocols are in place and people yeah. are yeah having to, to get tests and this and that and show vaccination. so that's different and this the big question mark is people are just wondering you know um uh how close can we get to people this kind of stuff you yeah. know so um, should we take a selfie at our table like so there's a lot of these kind of questions More. so there's less people less people at the big trek convention in vegas yeah. definitely less p- people at the uh um convention uh in Atlanta Dragon Con that I just attended and also the Maryland one less 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 people but still really passionate and excited fans to get back to the whole con scene period you know that's been that's been the overall takeaway that I've had and Star Trek day was fun Uh, I got to um, meet some of these showrunners so uh McMahon I finally met Uh, he was sitting next seated next to me actually for um Lower Decks, the uh, showrunner mm-hmm. for Lower Decks. Yeah. Um, somebody who is a showrunner for, I guess it's for Prodigy, knows you from Chuck Days. Is that right? No, uh, Strange New Worlds, probably Chris ah, Fisher. Son of a gun. Yeah. So there's so many Trek shows out there <laughs> and there's so many showrunners. It's like, what? Okay. Strange
1: New Worlds. Yes. Yeah, so I bet it was Chris Fisher. Yeah. Chris yeah. was so... a director on Chuck. When I was mm-hmm. producing the show, and uh, yeah. Chris Chris is awesome. We've been friends since then. He uh, Chris was the producer director on Magicians for uh, oh yeah, however long three, four, five years that that ran. Right. And Henry alonzo Myers, maybe Henry uh, is a writer who was on Chuck oh. and then Magicians and now Strange World.
0: Who has glasses and a bit of a go- uh, facial hair? Who's that?
1: That's probably Henry.
0: Oh, okay. Henry
1: Alonzo Myers, yeah. Okay, got Henry's. Uh, okay, I don't know if he's show running or. But anyway, Strange New Worlds, yeah, good. Is good. that's what he's connected to? I think so. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I love mm. when worlds like yeah. Chuck and Star Trek collide. I love that. That's a cool. <laughs> that's a cool combo. It, <laughs> it is a
0: cool combo. Yeah. yeah so those guys are. Um, you know, it's interesting because they actually talk to each other. So. Um, lower decks will talk to Prodigy to make sure that whatever guest stars they use from, mm-hmm. you know, traditional Trek such as Voyager, TNG, so, so that there's no no overlapping. They don't want right. to, you know they're what not, I'm saying? Not so,
1: fighting with each other? Exactly. Or, or, yes. Exactly. I love that they're trying to bring back, you know, and it's and it's just little sprinkles here and there. Obviously, yes. Jerry Ryan and Seven of Nine is not just a little sprinkle. Right. She's
0: that's, not a sprinkle.
1: But that's she, a, that's a full meal. That's but, a full um, meal, completely. Yes. yes. When we're using food metaphors, yeah, I love that. That is a That's... main course, and <laughs> I was a condiment on. It's lower deck.
0: You, were, you were a con, were you a condiment? I was yeah, like yeah, the mustard. Spicy mustard? Were, were spicy mustard you are spicy mustard you you or maybe you were great poupon i don't know I was, I, i'd rather be
1: great poupon <laughs> you'd you. be great poupons yes. well, it's
0: funny <laughs> that you have these food metaphors because <laughs> this is what i've been saying to people when i was at dragon con i was talking to people in my panels saying i you know who who here is it's who here is a newbie who's who's here for the first time at dragon con and you know a smattering of people would raise their hands and i would say well guys you are experiencing an extremely um, abbreviated Yes. form of the convention essentially you guys are, are eating vegetable spring rolls you have an appetizer <laughs> this is the exact exact uh yeah. you you're know, just getting a little appetizer yeah. just get a little appetizer it's like a, and then yeah yeah it's like a back. share
1: family share
0: plate <laughs> <something>. <laughs> I said, just... exactly i said wait until the masks are no longer mandate and we're past this and then you yes. get the full pod thai entree noodle dish right it's is what i've been telling people so nice there nice. you go all right. Okay, man. Um, uh, I'm excited is, to watch. What is it this week? Oh, yes. I should even. I, I should probably say the name of the episode. Yes, first, we right? got to talk. Okay, give it the to me. Raven is the, the Raven. The Raven. yes, such an ominous
1: title. Yes, it is. Right. A little Edgar Allan Poe, maybe. Let's uh, go watch the Raven. It. Let's do it. Okay. See you in a minute.
0: Hey everyone, we are back from watching the Raven the raven yes
1: yes yes very interesting episode yes very interesting Mm -hmm. you you know you had mentioned the ravens nfl football team and i have to say that the uh bomar aliens looked like they were wearing football helmets in this episode they had (laughs) this like safety bar safety around the ears you know protector safety yeah it looked like a tackle football american football helmet
0: yes it did but it also looks like something else and i'm shocked that you didn't make this connection first what else does it look like Mickey mouse ears
1: i don't
0: know no and this is how beltran always describes them the catcher's mask
1: oh yes they do it looks like a baseball
0: yeah major league baseball catcher's mask that's funny thing is that what beltran called them yes because he would always refer to this episode and he would say hey you remember uh Remember the episode with the catcher's mask people? And I would sit there and I, like, I would think, huh? Because I wasn't in any of those scenes. You weren't in right? any? No. no. So my bet was right. One of us was in a lot of it. And it was you. You were in a lot of these scenes. I okay? guess I was. So, I was
1: in medium amount.
0: But I mean, I mean, you were in all the scenes. But we'll where, talk about the, that. Yeah. I,
1: I, yeah. yeah. but I his, There's what, a reason I don't remember me being in it. I feel okay. like I was not invested in this story like watching it i was like (laughs) all right am i playing anyway we'll get into that
0: um but have you ever heard him talk about this episode about these two aliens yeah now that
1: you mention it i feel like the catcher's yeah the catcher's mask episode right i feel like i remember him saying that but i didn't put it all together and so what what he would
0: say is he talked about the difference in Um, the dialect or the difference in the voices between the two guest actors that were supposedly of the same same alien species, right? So played by Richard Zobel, Richard J. Zobel, who passed away, unfortunately, in 2005, and Mickey Cottrell. Um, so these both of these individuals are both Americans. But the way Beltran tells a story, one guy is extremely New York, which is not true. His his voice sounds more just American, right? But the way Beltran tells a story, he's like, you've got these two aliens. And one's talking like this, if you want to go through our territory, you got to do these things. And he, he does this kind of a right. almost like a De Niro voice, right? And then the other guy, he does this very British and very Shakespearean, and you must
1: adhere to our guidelines when you well, approach was, our. So you know, that's Mickey. Cattrall. That's Mickey. He Cattrall, was from yeah. he was from the South. He was like he from Kentucky or something, or Arkansas, I Arkansas think or something like You're that. Right. So he's right. got a because I picked that out right away. I was like, yeah. Wait, that's a southern twang in there. But it's southern twang mixed with like he's this like he's doing Shakespeare. Like he's yes.
0: yeah, he's like a very yes. classically trained, you know, actor sounding voice. Does mm-hmm. that
1: sound right? Do you? Yeah. Yes. So I, I think actually Mickey Cottrell hmm. he had a line in here that like he had a line where he said something like, Maybe our uh translators are not working or something, but the way, yeah, he, yeah, said yeah, it, yeah. The way he said it with such attitude and <laughs> such a southern passive aggressive <laughs> right thing that i was very familiar with that southern smile while you step put a knife in someone's back they all bless 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 your heart bless Bless her heart or bless their heart heart. yes
0: um but the way Beltran tells it, it's always been this heavy, heavy New York accent guy and, and really very British guy. Oh, but now funny. that I listen to it, it's that's not it. It's actually yeah. a very American sounding guy. And then and someone who's,
1: Southern who's got a Southern aristocracy. But, but aristocracy
0: sounding yes. voice. Yes. yes.
1: Okay. The Raven teleplay by Brian Fuller. First episode that I know of that Brian has got his name on.
0: Yes. But not only teleplay, he is uh story. half credit story by Brian Fuller and Harry Harry Dochler mm-hmm. so um Harry Dochler and Brian share the the story credit mm-hmm. but yes this mm-hmm. is the first teleplay by Brian yeah Oh, so, and I liked it I think he did a great job with this I think he did a great uh, job script. I mean
1: Brian when he came on to our show as a writer I remember he was one of the first people that I was aware of being a fan he yes. was crystal okay clear about, I am a fan of this, this franchise. I love this franchise. I love the genre of science fiction and comic book heroes and and horror movies and all of it. He was, he was just a bit, he felt like a fan getting his first story editor job and was thrilled. Was and so excited
0: he, and he flew his geek flag high in the yes, air for
1: everyone to see and yes, it was he was just
0: did. you walk into his office and in his office he had all these figurines from different fandoms that he a lot it of looked it looked like a, it
1: looked like a comic book store yeah it's a little exactly. i felt like, would like you walk, were into walking a into a comic book <laughs> yeah. store because he had the action figures the yeah. figurines the collectibles yeah. the all of it comic books around yeah he was a he flew his his geek flag high yeah which is which is cool because i I thought it was super cool
0: you know i mean this he's more into it i think right it's not just a job for him yeah he's passionate he's passionate about science fiction he's passionate
1: about star trek so that was what's so great about brian and LeVar Burton came back and directed. That's again. right. Yeah. Yes.
0: What was LeVar's first episode that he directed? I can't remember now. I don't know. He I thought this was his first episode. That no, he I don't think so. It was something else then. Yeah,
1: okay. I'm trying. He yeah, he directed um ex post facto in season one. Or...
0: Oh, hello. Okay. Yeah, so then that's so... that would have been his first one then. So yeah. this is his second, sec his sophomore effort. Yeah. Right? Okay.
1: Or hey. Maybe even maybe his I, third. I feel like he's done more. I feel like he did eight or ten episodes. I do us. feel that too. I do. He did feel a lot of too. episodes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do remember when Levar would direct, he had a golf cart on the lot. Maybe he had an office. I think he kept an office on the Paramount oh. lot after after Next Gen went went down. He had his own golf cart, and he had a golf, golf cart on the lot. Mm. And I remember him coming over in his golf cart. And he would smoke cigars outside. Yes, that's you right. You remember that? I remember the cigar smoking. And he'd sit While in his sitting golf in the golf cart. He's sitting right? in the golf yes. cart,
0: <laughs> smoking cigars. Smoking the
1: cigars between shots. He was very sophisticated. A very honestly, I was I always thought he had style, he yeah. had sophistication, he was like the epitome of that Hollywood lifestyle that i was just like oh my god look at lavar he's
0: maybe maybe he it. had a say in casting mickey Cottrell
1: and his sophisticated delivery of his maybe nonsense. he did maybe he did <laughs> yeah yeah
0: let's do our our um poetry synopsis yes
1: let's do a poetry synopsis okay absolutely absolutely. my haiku synopsis for the raven
0: is as follows seven has flashback wants to rejoin collective
1: she faces her past. Oh, that is much better than the Netflix synopsis.
0: <laughs> yeah, now you I mean, know what's Nef- happening. Netflix
1: <laughs> should replace their synopsis of Voyager goes through an unknown part of space and they don't want him there. The xenophobic aliens. Yeah, no, no. that is that okay. is the worst Netflix synopsis I think I've ever heard us <laughs> read. It, 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 was, is zero. it was poor. It's a it, was, zero. it was substandard. Okay. All right, here we go with our limerick let's, synopsis let's hear of The Raven. Neelix teaches Seven how to chew. Thank God he didn't feed her Leola root stew. Drawn into space by a Borg signal, broadcast, Seven discovers a buried memory from her past. But at least she got to play with a big phaser rifle. Pew, pew. You... And Rebecca are
0: great. At that. You're <laughs> so good. I, I just want to say that, that made me laugh so hard. Puke instead of well, the puke pew was something I used in a prior um oh uh, that's right poetry thing. That's so right. I think it, it was in the subconscious of either you or Rebecca. I don't know. And then the other thing, which I I was going to laugh so hard. You rhymed it with Leola roots Leola roots too, but I thought it was going to be some version of poo, and so that's why uh, I was starting to laugh, starting to laugh, to giggle because
1: yes, yes. poop is funny. Who's funny? Stew's mm. not so funny. Stew's
0: no. not funny. No. 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 Can I hear one more reading of that please? Just I just <laughs> want to hear it.
1: <laughs> Neelix teaches 7 how to chew. Thank God he didn't feed her Leola root stew. Drawn into space by a Borg signal broadcast, 7 discovers a buried memory from her past. But at least she got to play with a big phaser rifle. Pew pew. <laughs>
0: This is like sci-fi Doctor Seuss, yeah. In a way,
1: I love it. Yes, it is. It exactly. is.
0: Thank you so much for that. Yes. yes. Okay. Good job. Um, Thank you. Let's just jump right into this. Uh, this. So, sucker.
1: Janeway, we open with Janeway and Seven in yeah. Da Vinci's, you know, uh, workshop. 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 That's right. I love that set. I I wish it's we had set. done just like everybody knows. I would love to do more Captain Proton. I wish we had done a ton more. Yeah. Because I thought it was great for our show, I I wish we had done more Da Vinci's honestly. Like, yeah, I thought it was really cool. Um, Jane was trying to teach Seven about just relaxation and creativity yes. and opening up her imagination. Yeah, like being human means that you kind of get in touch with your feelings and you and you detach from tasks. I think mm-hmm. they talk about like, you know, uh, uh, Seven said something like, "Well." Uh, when I was Borg, I was assigned a task. And when that task was complete, I was assigned a new task and I just moved on. I did things that were efficient. And Jane, we said something like, well, it helps my efficiency to relax sometimes seven. And I thought that was great, great wisdom. I thought watching this, that Kate Mulgrew really believed in these ideas. Like Kate was very, when she's talking about creativity, because that's Kate's wheelhouse, like as a human mm-hmm. being. It mm. gets into you know you can't have a lightweight conversation with Kate Mulgrew. Correct.
0: Yeah. So this it's, this was right in line with her deepness whenever yes. you deal with Kate off-camera. Yeah. So on camera, Janeway, getting deep about life is so right. And art and, and being creative. That, that's and her goal. Yeah,
1: that's her jam. That's her that jam. is totally her jam. <laughs> and I felt like as I watched it, I was like, oh, this is Kate. Like she's yeah. connecting with this material. Yeah, I think she
0: probably really enjoyed filming this scene, you
1: know. So. I think so too. Mm-hmm. Um it was very funny with 7 touching the the clay and it, it was just yeah, like, yeah. she was like <laughs> pushed it up pushed it pushed down, it down.
0: <laughs> pushed it pushed up, it up. <laughs> it sideways was, a bit.
1: Yeah. Uh, it was so very funny. So funny.
0: And I just love in throughout this whole episode, Seven's answer to everything is that's inefficient. That's irrelevant. Yeah. That's what I, you know, everything is yeah. inefficient, irrelevant, doesn't matter. It's, it's almost yeah. like a teenager. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, I don't care about this. I'm bored, you know, kind of a deal. Mm-hmm. I also noticed, I made note that Jerry Ryan's voice is so soft in this opening scene. It's very soft. It's very delicate. It's not very, you know, commandeering i guess or or out 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 i will
1: i will say tender voice i will say that and look i'm going to jump all over my performance so i'm going to be a little critical of this episode okay because we film scenes out of order sometimes for actors it's really hard to track like emotionally where you're at Mm -hmm. and actors really rely on the director or if there's a writer on set to remind you of these things, even though it is our homework and our responsibilities as actors, Mm -hmm. um, it's really helpful to be reminded of that. And I felt like on this one, there was a lot of like, things weren't tracking to me. Like Mm. the point you're bringing out is like, she was already very kind of vulnerable in a way that I think that Mm -hmm. character got to later on. With mm. the scenes with Tuvok and all of that late late in the story. Mm-hmm. But I felt like we were already sort of playing the story okay. here in a way. Okay. That, I don't so know. So it I... was
0: premature, it was premature vulnerability. I you, think it was is what you're saying. Okay. I, I, I my note wasn't a criticism. My note was that I liked it where it was. I felt like she was learning. Um, she was sort of the daughter role and Jane Janeway's mm-hmm. the mom role. And so she kind of fell into that. And I just, I, I actually was making a compliment about the way that it was, her, her voice was no, more I think, tender and I soft, think Jerry
1: I had it. some great highs and lows as an actress in the episode. Mm-hmm. She did some wonderful work, but mm-hmm. I felt like the, it, it was partially, I felt like the scenes, it, it, it felt a little, um, yeah. not a smooth linear journey. It felt like yeah. it was sort of back yeah. and forth from vulnerability to strength to yeah. To, um, well, well, I mean, it's I hard to see, track.
0: Yes, but I can see the merit of what you just brought up because if she started this opening scene with more strength and less vulnerability, yeah. then there was a, there would be a place for her character to go in this episode, right? Where yeah. to the points in the later later parts of the, this episode when she's dealing with Tuvok, where clearly she has to show that vulnerability. Yeah. Um, so yeah, okay, that's a valid point. It's totally valid. Yeah. I, I accept it.
1: And Seven looks up, and she's looking around Da Vinci's workshop. She sees some wings, and mm-hmm. and uh, Janeway says, "Oh yes, he was, you know, hundreds of years ahead of of the invention of flight. Yeah, is, you know, this the discovery of how to fly. He was mm-hmm. way ahead of it." And she looks at this thing, and then she goes into this flashback.
0: Yeah,
1: um, of Borg and something happening with Borg. But what what struck me most about it was it was all in slow motion and we never did slow motion on star trek that was Mm. in fact the fans would know this probably better than me but i can i i I feel like you could probably count on one hand the amount of times we went into slow motion on this show it was very rare okay and so to go into slow motion here was I, i actually think i had done some slow motion on in Sacred Ground, when Janeway was uh, having her vision quest and sort of fainting and things, we did some slow motion. But mm-hmm. I remember when it came up that first episode I directed, and I pitched that idea of slow motion. It was very, it was, it was. They were very uncomfortable with doing stylized things like that. So I was, I was, I thought it was really interesting to see Levar doing slow motion in these flashbacks, probably because they had to capture the bird flying. You know through yeah. the hallway and stuff and and if you didn't do slow motion that would be so quick Yeah, yeah. so they may okay. have said well since we're gonna do the bird slow mo let's do all of it i don't know maybe
0: why do you think they were so afraid of stylized um choices such a slow-mo
1: i think it came from gene roddenberry i think gene okay. um had a very traditional kind of sense of the original series and next gen and i think rick berman may have um adopted those tastes Mm -hmm. and um i think you know rick said to me once he said the show is already so heightened we've got rubber on actors faces and spaceships and alien stuff he said we have to ground everything or, or else if we start adding stylized things to the world it starts feeling ridiculous it starts actually making it seem less real so the more simple and kind of conservative and straightforward the the filming is he felt the more real it would seem um so they didn't do much stylized stuff
0: yeah okay
1: yeah all right makes sense uh i do remember when the bird was on set though i don't think i was there but i I remember hearing the crew talking about it. They were all really excited, like, "Oh yeah, we had a bird flying through the hall." We had to shoot this shot of a bird. And it wasn't a, the bird flying, by the way, wasn't uh, a raven. It was uh, it was like a falcon or a hawk or something. It might have been black. What? That wasn't really? a raven flying down the hall. That was. Okay, a, I didn't. I didn't.
0: I just knew it was black feathers, so I it just a assumed it was a black
1: bird. But I think it was a falcon or a hawk or something. Anyway. Okay. Um, But it was a bird. It had feathers, (laughs) not a raven.
0: Who would? How can we get to the bottom of this? How can we? Well, she never.
1: She actually never says that it was a raven in the dream. She just says there's a bird. No, she says a black
0: bird with yellow eyes, which is a which is a raven. Is what she's referring to. Okay. Because Janeway makes that Janeway is like, well, what could it be? It could be a a crow.
1: It could be a. She goes, it could be a crow. Maybe it was a raven. And then she goes, oh we're jumping ahead but yeah Yeah. later on when yeah
0: but she settles on raven though she's like janeway says janeway does yeah yeah maybe doesn't because she doesn't know what it is yeah so um but you think it was definitely the bird used was not a raven but some other i am gonna bet money
1: that it was not a raven
0: would you bet would you bet a large sum of money i would
1: actually i'd bet triple maybe four digits i wouldn't go six figures on (laughs) that you'd go a
0: thousand dollars on the fact that it's a raven that's not a raven. I mean, that's yeah. good. That's, that's pretty Yeah. Common. What am I going
1: to get for my thousand bucks? Cause I'm going to exactly. win this one. Cause it was not a raven. That was not a raven. No way. All right. All right. So right let's go to that. We go on. to the uh, sick bay. Yeah. And seven's talking to the doctor. Yeah. Her hair was a little mussed up, which I found <laughs> to be interesting because usually her hair was perfect. And I wonder yeah. if they, Pulled a couple pieces loose just to to sell the idea that like oh seven's kind of having a tough time.
0: I think we'll, so. We'll
1: pull a hair out. We'll, of place. we'll pull. We'll, it's we'll like pull. That's, that's their way of going. Oh my god, she's having a dramatic moment. Her hair's not perfect.
0: Uh, we're going to pull out a strand from region 473 and yeah. then we'll pull a clump out from here to make it yeah. look like she's discombobulated
1: All right yeah. okay the doctor does say in the scene though he goes it could be something about the p her, some sort of ptsd that's janeway could... janeway brings that up the ptsd oh she does yeah she
0: does she says it's like a oh. long-term ptsd
1: and and seven says here you know uh, i don't think it's ptsd because i didn't experience any any trauma i wasn't I didn't find it threatening when I was assimilated.
0: Well, yeah. And the key word, the key phrase is Seven says she was raised by the Yeah, book. that's she right. They raised me. So I don't see them as threatening. Right? Yeah. And so why would I experience fear is what she says. Yep. Um, the doctor then sends her to Neelix saying, these are the things that you need to sustain your physical body. Mm-hmm. Um, and the doctor is... A little snooty about the fact that he doesn't need any nutrients like that oh yeah so
1: um did you see kate's reaction janeway's reaction when they were talking about digesting food orally or something what what was it sort of rolled her eyes and looked down with the the two of them are talking and she's like oh The hologram, the hologram, and the and the board, board, talking about how they don't need human food. Oh, it was a funny reaction. I love funny. it. I love it. Yeah, the the doctor literally says, "I hesitate talking about Neelix's cooking." Yeah, I I hesitate to inflict his cooking on you, but it will have to do. Poor Neelix. <laughs> Poor Neelix. They're always Poor piling. Neelix. On like They're
0: cooking. piling on top of Neelix. I also wrote down that this episode is filled with let's pair up each series regular with Seven, you know, and give them their due scene. And this is, and here's the Doctor scene right Mm -hmm. now. The prior episodes, we've seen Harry, obviously, with Seven. Um, And then now Neelix, and it's a wonderful, oh, and before we jump into that, um, the next scene, which is not the mess hall, I'm I'm confused here. um, I just want to mention, Janeway is extremely touchy with Seven in this scene that, uh, in the sick bay, where she says like, you know, uh, uh, I assure you that w- I will help you get through this, and sh- I just see a lot of physicality there mm. um, from Janeway with Seven, which I didn't remember. So that was mm. kind of a new, a new thing for me. Then we jump to the briefing room. This is when we meet the Bomar, the uh, football, the football helmet, or the uh, baseball catcher's mask people, and um, they have granted passage through their
1: territory. Yeah, and they, and they go have up in few they- guidelines. They go up and they use our computers, by the yes. way. Yeah. They like so just, start pushing buttons like yeah. they know like how. Like they own the place. Like they right? own the place. What do you do? They pull up. So they've not only know how to push the buttons in this scene, but they've programmed in a route. Like, when did they do that? How did they do that? How did they know how to pull it? If they emailed it to us, <laughs> how must- did they know the <laughs> password to our computer? To get, it just made it was very. No, what is it? What is the thing that you drop for airdrop photos? Right? Yeah. Did they, the airdrop, did they airdrop? They airdrop this the to schematic? Yeah. To, to our ship computer. <laughs> it was just confusing.
0: It was. It was.
1: So we next we go to the mess hall, and Seven uh, uh, goes up to Neelix and hands him a pad that has the dietary orders from the doctor on it. Mm-hmm. And I got to say, the pads when we had these pads, they just had like numbers and gibberish and some letters and stuff. And in this yes. shot you see Neelix reading out the list and you see the pad in front of him and I was like that's not what that says like we can see the pad right. it was a little out of focus but it clearly was not what Neelix was saying was written <laughs> on the pad and we re- we didn't, Man, didn't make that a, mistake You're like
0: a detective on this episode you're catching really all am. these little things Yeah that's really an-
1: I don't think thing. that they made like stickers to go on the pad and and by the way, these pads. Did you were just, ever do
0: that? Robbie? What? Did you ever put, put write lines, lines and put it yeah, on the pad ever? I don't you think on the
1: pad. Anything? I did on the console, but not on a pad. Yeah. I don't think yeah. I ever did.
0: Right. Okay. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> Why not? For, of course you come did. on. You gotta you, you gotta do you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. Sometimes you need I get that it. I assistance get
1: it. there. <laughs> um Yeah, I don't think it was, it did not match. Anyway, Neelix is like, you know, he wants to make this a delicious meal. Yeah. And, you know, for something that she, how would she like it cooked, this protein or whatever, all the things he says. And she says, well, pleasure is irrelevant. And then she says something like, you're Talaxian, right? Species 218. (laughs) <laughs> and it's a little threatening
0: yeah it's just it, it is so off-putting that she sits there and looks at you knows what species you are lists your designation in the Borg archive and yeah. then tells you your merits of your species right yeah their yeah. dense musculature made them excellent drones and i just love neelix's johnny phillips reaction to they all he goes oh i i, I didn't realize that i mean he just he's so funny in this scene too yeah. how he reacts to this i love it
1: very funny and then he goes and gives her a seat. He cooks. He fries up some some protein or whatever the do- steams doctor steams up. Is. Yes, he does. steams it up, and uh, he he sets the food down on the table and pulls the chair back, and he gives her a seat yeah. facing the wall. Like if you're gonna give this. You're going to present this thing. Why don't you what? face her out to the stars? Like she was just facing the inside of the mess hall. Oh, and I there's see there's this you're beautiful saying. view yeah. behind her. Why yeah. didn't he go, oh, sit here. And here's a yeah. a view of space and the stars. Yes. Instead, yes. it's like, come over here and put your back to the window. Yeah. Where you're going to be looking at a wall, basically. Right. I right. don't know. That that was a little detail. I just thought, if you're treating someone to a special night out, you're yeah, going to give them the good the view. view. Give them yes. the view. Come on.
0: But he did give her the royal treatment in teaching her how to eat and using things like, just like a scout ship flying into a shuttle bay. I I wrote down the same comments. Yes,
1: I love that, right? Um, I love teaching, like, and then he says, okay, put it in your mouth, keep your (laughs) lips closed, pull the fork out. He's walking her through everything, and now swallow. And she's like, what? And he goes, you know. (laughs) He, like. Did an imitation of swallowing. It was he hilarious.
0: He did. And then her comment, curious sensation. I mean, just I just love the, the dialogue here yeah, uh, was written good. by
1: Brian Fuller. She does have a flashback there. Yes, yeah, she does. Of a screaming Borg man. Mm-hmm. And she's clearly, you know, unnerved by it. And yeah. she stands up. And, and
0: implant. Don't forget that weird implant comes out of her hand. Oh, yes, yeah, right? so of and course, the, yeah, that happens. There. Which
1: Neelix sees and starts going, uh-oh. Uh-oh. Then she stands up and she shoves him backwards in his chair and he goes crashing to the ground. Now, that was a stunt double. I actually <laughs> Clearly, fr- freeze, actually freeze-framed it because he turned his head away yeah. from the camera on the yeah. floor. Yeah. And that's if, you know, for everybody out there, anytime you see a character, you know, falling or something like that, and their head is like- Turned away from turning camera. Turning <laughs> away, like choosing to turn it away. It's because it's a stunt double and they don't want to see the face.
0: You could tell um, that guy was so much, the. it was his physique was
1: so different, so different from
0: John Ethan Phillips. It was a joke. That I thought it was of, the same Talaxian it, from episode Faces that kind of tells you about like, oh yeah. my God, I've been here forever. That yeah. guy, Rob, whatever, yeah. he lives in Vancouver. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was him.
1: Looked kind of like him. Uh, it was a stunt double. And then the other thing I noticed is, so Seven gets aggressive and physical and shoves yeah. over Neelix hard. Yeah. yeah. And like 15 extras crew members jump up and all rush to neelix's aid first of all it's a little overkill i don't think 15 people need to run over for somebody that just fell in a chair but they all rush over nobody goes to stop seven just like attack somebody nobody (laughs) they all are just like it was a little silly no you're right
0: that was kind of funny they're like, oh my god! Maybe they were going over and saying, "Gosh, why did you not look like Neelix when we're when you're on the floor?" And yeah, then, you, know, you don't
1: look like you're Johnny not really Phillips. Yeah, you're not John Phillips. Who are you? That's Who are why you. That's yeah, why it that's, took fifteen. That's why it was all of them. See? Got it. Yeah. Okay. Um. Okay. So we uh we go uh to a commercial, I think, at this point, <laughs> yeah. and then we, and come, we come back. We come it's the back. montage. Montage of scenes is what. Before I remember, we correct? even got, the very first shot though is out in space and we see yes. our ship flying. And it's kind of a flyby with the alien shuttles. And oh, I just gonna say yeah. that was a cool shot. It was I a thought,
0: cool shot. Yep, I and, thought it was very cool. No, and and the the rendering of those alien ships were yeah. great. They they yeah. look yep. cool, you know. They weren't dopey looking or no. They had weird some green. Looking. They had some kind green of racer neon. lights on. them. Yeah, yeah. little glow stick action going on. So I I enjoyed the the those ships. I thought. Yeah, were, I
1: thought those, those were. So, I thought again in the VizFX part department, it was a mm-hmm. bit like some of the. Story or performance or whatever, I felt like it was a little inconsistent because that Visifex moment was awesome. Yeah. But then later on, there's some that I'm like, oh, like (laughs) like the planet establishing. I was like, oh.
0: Oh, you mean the moon, the lunar,
1: the lunar planet, the The lunar surface when it showed those,
0: the, uh, the, the, yeah, I was like, the the wide shot or the far away shot of, okay. Yeah. What did you not like about that? "Hmm." I just went,
1: (laughs) hmm. Do you have no explanation to your hmm? I, you know, I mean, I look and I'm simplistic. Like, like I said, to, I'm going to talk about my performance eventually, <laughs> and so we'll get ready for some negativity. But, okay, all right. But uh, no, it was just it looked like a kind of a painting. It looked sort of two dimensional. It looked the really? colors look. Oh. I don't know. I mean, there was some smoke Man. movement, but it just it didn't. I didn't buy it. I didn't you're buy that pick, planet. You're surface. picky today. You're extra I'm detective. I am. You're detective.
0: Detective picky is your name. Okay. Yep. All right, so the montage of scenes starting with the exterior, um, which you like that shot. Then you also see the bridge. You see deck yep. six in the corridor, turbo lift, deck 10, the shuttle interior. Seven now has Borg shields. She's um, heading to the armory to grab a phaser rifle. She basically fires upon and, and hopefully stuns people, right? She, she doesn't kill anyone. So she stuns. And the question. People. Yeah, yes.
1: she's doing all of this. Hmm. She's like a superhero in this moment. She's like yes. invincible no phaser can possibly stop her no force field yeah. can stop her
0: that's why she's Is walking that so casually? the
1: same <laughs> like if there were a full board like she's only getting a little bit of her nanoprobes coming back to life yeah. just a little bit right yeah yeah i've never seen a full board 100 percent drone do what yeah. she just did
0: what do and
1: you and we take out drones all the time no we don't they have shields too yeah, but we set our phasers and we modulate and we do stuff, and then, like, I'm just saying, <laughs> we it was modulate, a little extreme. Okay, it was, you're saying was she's like, too super Borg. She was, was too, too super superhero. I just right. don't buy it. Okay, I don't okay. buy. That's fine. It. Like she was so casually walking and blowing past everything. Okay, um,
0: that's that's totally fine. That's and there were tons of
1: low angles on her, and I was like, wow, we are trying to make her into a superhero, but I just, yeah. don't, I don't think the rules are quite work that way that's not okay. how borgs work i just i don't know <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> all right can i just throw one other thing in there that we have not talked about yeah we haven't talked about the new suit she has on
1: we haven't oh, even the, talked it's about it's like the rust it's, brown suit it's, yeah
0: it's, it's the brown one and i yeah. it's, and it's i don't know if there's another brown one that comes later because this one had a in different lights it had a different look to it i yeah, think kind right? of
1: like gray yeah or brown and it was, or... mm-hmm.
0: um but I don't like the brown suit. I okay. prefer the silver suit personally. And I remember when she showed up on set with the brown suit and I made fun of it with Jerry. I was like, did oh, they make, make it, nice. did they
1: explain that at all?
0: No, there's no explanation to that. But I and I and I would joke with her. I was like, Hey, wow, they give you What color is that? Dookie is what I said. (laughs) And so from then that point forward, every time she had the brown suit on, I go, oh, it's the Dookie suit
1: today is what I would say. Yeah, it was a weird color. It was a a very strange color. So she's a superhero. She steals the shuttle. Another rule breaker, by the way, the -hmm. shuttle all of a sudden comes crashing through, bending the metal of the The cargo bay door, right? We know how shuttles work. If you crash them into a ship, Shuttles explode. They just, <laughs> like that's we see shuttles blow up and ships hit each other in space in, in ship battles and other shows all the time. Well, they don't burst through the doors and bend correct. the metal. You're right. It Doesn't right. work
0: that way. No, you're right. But what you failed to see, and this was the this was the footage that ended up on the cutting room floor. Oh, I you see. Failed Here to we go. see was yes. her because she's a superhero. She was able to out of her nostrils she shot this freeze spray like a liquid nitrogen which I see. froze the entire shuttle bay door. I forgot. So that she's it a became superhero. very yes, it became very yes. brittle, and she was able to just you know knock through it like it was yeah. you know glass like plate yeah. glass. It was easy. So. That's
1: what I'm saying. Like, I feel like there was a lot of stuff in this that changed the rules of the game in terms of what Borg do, what nanoprobes right. do, what shuttles okay. do. And I'm fine okay. with that. It's a sci-fi show. You can change the rules. You can rules. do whatever you
0: want. You just yeah. got to
1: talk. You got to explain it somehow. Yeah. Like somebody's got to say, If yeah. if even if, even if someone on the bridge had said, Borg can't do that. What's going on? Borg don't normally... There must be a way to recalibrate our phasers or something like mm-hmm. this is unusual, but nobody seemed to acknowledge it. It was just like, oh yeah, she's doing this thing that we we all yeah. are are used to Borg doing. No, she's yeah. doing things that Borg don't normally do, and shuttles don't normally do, but anyway, I get it. We have to tell a story. We have to get her out of the sh- off the ship uh, I just Picky didn't, strikes I, didn't again. I didn't buy it. I, I had a this one was a, a struggle for me. I gotta be honest. And I'm interesting. It's not, I'm not pointing fingers at any one one element that failed. As yeah. I've said a number of times, we'll talk about Tom Harris <laughs> and I will tell you my thoughts and feelings.
0: Yes, and I but, bet you you will be overly critical of your, of
1: your performance. And but I'm um rein you back. I'll pull you back. But I there were some wonderful moments. It was just a very inconsistent episode to me. Okay. Moments That's that I love. And mm-hmm. moments that I just thought, I threw up in my mouth a little.
0: <laughs> oh um, my gosh, you just okay. went there. Okay, let's go to Janeway's ready room. Janeway, Janeway is now with the Beaumar. Yes. And um, I love that line from the one Beaumar guy. Then you proceed to unleash some sort of rogue Borg, which is very funny to hear. Yes. Um, but the, the Bomar are not helpful. Not, not in the least. Well, they, they literally don't... say to Janeway. Now, yeah. He
1: says, "I question your competence, Captain." Yeah, yeah. Oh my God! And they also That's say, a... "We
0: will find, we will find your rogue Borg, and we will destroy your rogue Borg." So yeah. he's already thrown it out there. He's going to yeah. kill. That's what they're going to do. Nine.
1: Yeah. Yep. Not good. Then we go. We go to engineering, and we see this beautiful crane shot. Now here's something I loved. I loved this moment of the crane crane shot coming down, and and you see the, everybody hustling around trying to figure out what's going on. There's Harry. And and Balana are in there, and they're looking at uh, at uh, for any evidence of what you know happened to Seven.
0: Yes, we're not in engineering, though.
1: Where we're are we? The, we're in cargo. We're in the cargo bay. Oh, we're sorry, Seven's, her yeah, Seven's yeah. regeneration. That's outbreak. what I meant. Yeah. I said if I said engineering, I meant cargo. You meant, yeah, cargo. Bay. I meant it because it was a beautiful shot. I knew you meant it. Continue. And by the way, that crane shot at the top. I think. Voyager was just about the last place I remember a film, a TV show film set using what was, I wanna say the Fisher crane, the Zeus crane. It was a crane where you strapped the camera operator into a seat. (laughs) The assistant was strapped into a seat as well. The big film camera was set on top of this crane Mm -hmm. and the two people were lifted up in the air along with the camera to operate the shot we don't do, I haven't seen one of those in 25 years. I mean, it's, so, this, uh,
0: so the nineties were the last era, a decade that they were used in. That I
1: remember, mm-hmm. uh, that kind of crane, but we had yeah. one sitting on the stage. It was either a Paramount, um, crane or, or owned by somebody, maybe a grip department or, or key mm-hmm. grip or someone, because yeah. that crane would sit on the stage a lot. And, but we yep. didn't use it super often because it was a big, it was a big time-consuming thing to strap the operators in and balance it and get the yeah. get the uh, camera on. And you couldn't just once the operators were on there and things were balanced, you couldn't just like if 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 a camera operator had to pee, uh, you couldn't just say hey lower it and let him step off and go pee because it was it had the weights in it. If he stepped oh, off and all of it a sudden changes everything, yeah, boom, that thing would shoot it's up in the air. Off, so they had yeah. to. Lower it down, get the weight balance, get the thing locked, and then he could unstrap and step off. It was a it was a time consuming tool Mm -hmm. to use. Yeah, but I remember I think it was called a Zeus crane or a Fisher crane, Fisher Zeus. I can't remember. Gotcha. Um, Yeah, that was the crane probably they used. And this is Balana's first scene in the whole episode.
0: It is, and it's and her first scene is to tease Harry over seven, right? Yes, Uh, which I love that story. I
1: I know you like that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I do. I, I think that's a cute story. I also like that Harry's like, oh, I've been studying this uh, Borg language. I think I could translate these uh, these uh, da- this data link. That, that Look
0: at that. Harry has language lessons. Just That's like... what I'm about to say. That Is that what you're going gonna... to say? Yeah, oh, I
1: jumped the gun. We should do the Borg language lesson as part of our <laughs> Patreon bonus. Since we do other languages, we <laughs> yeah. should include Borg, maybe some Klingon. Some Vulcan, we should start including Romulan, all the Trek languages (laughs) we're gonna start doing as part of our language, Patreon language lesson.
0: Great idea. So after, well, my plan was this, after Chinese, I was gonna jump to German. And so now after German, I can now jump to either Klingon or or just split it up. One week it's Klingon, next week it's Vulcan, right? I think this is
1: important that our Patreon fans who get all of this amazing (laughs) bonus material Start to learn some Trek languages. Okay. Not just Russian <laughs> and uh what have we not learned? just earth so languages, not uh, earth we've, languages. we've
0: learned yeah, Mandarin, Chinese, Russian, and then we're gonna learn German. So you're yeah. so correct. This is a podcast about a show about Star Trek, and so why not learn the
1: language of other All Star right. Trek species? Just so you guys know, that's in it's coming your future, up. It's in coming your up,
0: future, Patreon patrons. That's right.
1: Go. So um Chicote shows up, Janeway's in the in the in in the um um the whatchamacallit? Uh, the cargo, cargo bay? bay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not the engineering bay. No. <laughs> the cargo bay.
0: Engineering bay. Then and they, not
1: Michael Bay either. And not so. Michael Bay either. No. Um yes, I don't have any more bay jokes. I was gonna go to Hudson's Bay, waiting. the department store <laughs> yes. in Canada. I was gonna yes. go with all the you all could the bay have gone,
0: thing. I was waiting for you to come up with another bay. Okay. the
1: they start walking to a turbo lift and they get in this turbo lift, and they're in yeah. there for a long time. And all of a sudden I started thinking, I live on the twenty sixth floor of my apartment building in Vancouver, <laughs> yes, and my elevator is faster than that turbo <laughs> that lift that
0: turbo lift. Future. So really, it's not a turbo
1: lift. It's a slow lift. It's a slow freaking you know, lift. It's just however long lift. the scene is written is how <laughs> long, how long, the long ride's it takes. Gonna be. <laughs> Yeah, they were in that for a long time. <laughs> yes, they were trying to figure out, and Janeway and she's like, "There's got to be a puzzle piece that I'm missing." Which yeah, is, she's you know, because we, something. yeah, we know it's great for Janeway to say it because we know that's what's something else is going on here. Yeah. but we haven't quite figured it out. We go off to sick sick bay. They walk into sick bay, and the doctor says that she has a high concentration of Borg organelles in the bone yeah. marrow and lymphatic nodes. Yeah organelles that sounds like something you put on a salad like it, it sounds like a fancy yes and uh, we're cooking we have for tonight a salad special with the uh, organic lettuce and the organelles it's a, it sounds like
0: or it also sounds like some doo-wop group from the 50s and yes. now on stage the organelles right exactly. so I, I felt that too
1: organelles i just never heard that word but she's got them seven's got some organelles
0: by the way can i just jump i know we're now in the sick bay scene can i just jump back to back to the cargo bay when balana finds that borg data link which has the log entries so my whole thought was she grabs it then she hands it to me and then i'm touching it and then i hand it to janeway and now that we live in the pandemic years all i can think about is no there's so there's many no, germs on that. Oh my God! There's no sanitization. There's no sanitization going on. Nobody is sanitizing, and I just kept yeah. just I was cringing. And and yeah. this is something that I would not do if COVID didn't ne- if if it never happened. But I'm yeah. definitely doing this now. So yeah. did you did you also notice that when we were doing no? That? But I think it
1: about is. that sometimes as I watch our show because mm-hmm. you know we're 25 years away from a pandemic. We did yes. You know, there's no thought to no. Uh, not at all. Although in the future, things are cleansed constantly. Like there's probably, well, you know, air scrubbers and all kinds of things yeah, happening scientifically. Of course. Of course. That. Uh... I mean,
0: there's filters on the transporter already, right? So yeah. when you transport something, there are filters that clean uh, that keep out uh, any type of pathogens or anything, yeah. anything that's uh, invasive, right? For the yeah. most part. So we don't even have to think about that. But. Yeah. Now, in 2020 and 21, we definitely have to think about that. Yeah. So, so the, these dormant nanoprobes have reasserted themselves in Seven of Nine's body. Organelles. The, doctor, the organelles, yes. And the doctor has fabricated a solution that will neutralize the nanoprobes with a genetic resequencing vector, mm-hmm. according to the doctor. But someone's mm-hmm. got to be close enough to apply this through a hypospray, right? Mm-hmm. So that's, yep. uh, that's the so, plan. That's the plan. That's and two that's voc, fix. Right. So two voc is the spearhead of this plan but Paris is also part of this because we're on the bridge and Tuvok Mm -hmm. and Paris come up with a way to get past the perimeter sensors and Janeway gives the authorization to stop seven with any means necessary if number one the resequencer fails and number two Tuvok and Paris are unable to reason with seven. So, didn't this kind of make you feel like, whoa, that's pretty hardcore? She basically gives the kill order yeah. to Tuvok. Like, you're yeah. going to take her out, which I thought was yeah. kind of that's a exactly. harsh. And I, I wrote yeah. that down. Like I didn't Jimmy remember says that. They can kill I don't her. remember it's that. It's cold.
1: Yeah. It's cold-blooded. Yes. Now, this is the beginning of my hatred of Tom Paris' performance. Oh, boy. Episode. Here it comes. Because okay. I'm like, I had the same feeling. I'm like, this is a scene loaded with some real um, stakes and yeah. some real kind of darkness and you I felt casual? like I was just playing this like generic he- hero in space who has lots of information. And I I don't know what I was playing, but I, I don't know if I just didn't break well, this down from like, what is really going on? Not just about yeah, me. I felt yeah. like it was a little bit about my line, my line, my line disconnected from story. And yeah. this was the beginning of all of it. Like I felt that way in the shuttle. Okay. I felt that way. I, I, I just felt like, wow, I don't know where I was yeah. in this story because I don't feel connected to it. I felt yeah, like it's you, generic sort of, hey, here's some information, Captain. I will regurgitate my lines and yeah. say these words, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, here's, was, this yeah. is
0: my, I'm gonna play detective picky now. Yeah. I'm gonna say, first of all, Yes. number one, you have typically on the bridge, typically you're saying, yes, ma'am. And you're yes. saying, you know, small little quick snippets, right? And all of a sudden, you have a monologue uh, at the, yeah. at Tuvox station. That's not normal for you, number one. So that's that's a new thing that you're dealing with. And secondly, God knows what you could have been dealing with in terms of at home issues. Dealing something happened with your kid or whatever. You know, I it had could a been big. Anything. I had a
1: very full kind of home life going on yeah. but so did other people i mean kate it's had true. a very full home life but and
0: it can creep into your work on set where you're not connected yeah. it's definitely possible yeah, although again i'm going to play devil's advocate i didn't sit there watching that scene and it wasn't a glaring thing where i, I didn't think oh my god he's not connected so i think it's it was def- just your performance gener- it was it was
1: it's i don't think it harms the episode no it I didn't don't harm think- the episode at all i, but I know big- that you could have judged it up oh. for sure I, I felt understand. like it was just disconnected from a real, true human experience. And it was all Understood. very, very uh, generic. Like I said, just generic hero talk that was yeah. not real in in hardly any way. And right. I don't know, it just felt felt like I was disconnected from the, my scene partners, from the yeah. other actors, like not really yeah. kind of riding that wave with them of what's going on in the scene and the story. I was just mm-hmm. sort of, I don't know, it was, it yeah. was the stiff sci-fi talk, you know, uh, anyway, hated it, hated it, hated yeah.
0: it. <laughs> no, no. I, okay.
1: Um, but yes, Paris's, Paris's plan is, you know, let's take a shuttle. It'll have a smaller warp signature. We won't be detected mm-hmm. by these Bomar peoples. And uh, yeah, and Janeway says you can kill her. So yeah. we cut out to Seven's shuttle. Now Seven <laughs> uh, is not the pilot, the fancy pilot of Voyager, but yet she seems to do the best flying we've seen in four and a half years <laughs> by like weaving in and out of seven different Bomar, you know, attack I, you, vessels. And you I'm were like, weaving in and that... out, <laughs> just put, let her drive the ship. Like, she's pretty good. But she wasn't weaving in and out. I, my my
0: note was, seven. you know, the Bomar, well, first of all, the funny thing was the Bomar guy talking to Seven, right? His message was, oh, yeah. Borg Drone, you have, and this was the Shakespearean Southern guy, you have committed an infraction against the Bomar sovereignty. Cut power to your engines and lower your shields. Prepare to be boarded. And the Seven responds by acting like an NFL running back, blasting through the entire defense. Yes. She's banging into all the shuttles, she wasn't avoided anything she was like i'm just gonna hit every single
1: one well she 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 crashed through our shuttle bay door which we've already discussed is not how (laughs) shuttles work so why not just bang them out of the way why not bumper car them she she was bumper carring everybody It was um
0: it was really kind of funny that she just (laughs) just didn't care she mowed them all down yeah
1: my goodness paris tells tuvok uh tuvok's gonna beam over to 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 seven shuttle and paris is like this is too dangerous. This is another scene where I like turn around in my shuttle. I'm like kind of leaning back. I'm like, Tuvok, buddy, come on, let's talk. Just a couple of guys talking, right, Tuvok? I was like, why am I playing? We're in the middle of a chase scene. And I'm like, I, why didn't somebody tell me that I was not playing this right? I rely on directors and writers to remind me. Even when I'm directing I re- rely on writers and people. <laughs> oh my god. This one was just Are you going to blame this
0: on Lavar? Is this I don't know. I'm
1: blaming it all on me. <laughs> okay. I did not do my work. I wish someone <laughs> had backed me up here to say Dude, <laughs> So you were
0: way too casual in the, sh- way too in too the casual. shuttle. Okay, I got you. Um, but Tuvok
1: does beam over and coincidentally yeah. when he beams over, Seven has moved from the driver's seat of her <laughs> <You> fancy <can't... laughs> fast sports car. Yeah, she's standing in the back of the of the of the shuttle in exactly the right place. She needs to be should to be knock worried. him out. Yeah. like how convenient is that? I don't
0: know. Oh my goodness, this is just so funny. I love yes. this scene. And then she yeah.
1: disables Paris's shuttle, so she's like superhero. She can mind read where Tuvok is going to beam into, right, and know ahead of be ahead. Well, of
0: it. it's funny because when the fight ensues inside the back of Seven shuttle. They do this little weird dance thing, right? And then Tupac is trying to Vulcan nerve pinch seven and she blocks him and then she does some cool, I don't know, crazy wing It was a nice little fight back there. Yeah, a little nice fight. And then she ends up, just taking him out with exactly the same move he was going to put on her yeah she vulcan nerve pinches the vulcan yeah. so that's the ultimate slap in the face right yes, so like is. i'm gonna i'm gonna disable you at with your own weapon which is you know web his wow. weapon is the vulcan nerve pinch yeah and, and, I thought the, and she has honest.
1: assimilated vulcans she, 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 she even has. says later on Vulcan species, three, two, five, nine, yes. she, you know, she's, yes. she's got them she all cataloged. All.
0: She knows it all. And she takes out your Paris, uh, your, your Paris, your shuttle. She takes out your shuttle's propulsion systems. Yep. And it was so quick and you were disabled. She's I felt good.
1: I don't know why we need anybody else on Voyager at this <laughs> point. She has shown in one episode that are you seven of not I'm just saying. Can we all go to the holodeck and allow we can seven all, to be on the bridge? Yeah, you just can, have a vacation. She can fly the ship, she, she can fly the ship, weapons, she can, tactical, yeah. all of yes, it. Yes, yes, she's right? like a one man, a one person else. army. She's a, a superhero. She she's superhero. a superhero.
0: Yes, okay. oh, so inside the sh- shuttle, seven has erected a force field, uh, to keep Tuvok at bay, mm-hmm. and then Tuvok starts quizzing seven, like, why okay. are
1: you doing this? Yeah. By the way, here's here's another inconsistency. This yes, is, Detective this is, Picky. What this is this is where I'm with? Detective Picky this time? Yes. So uh, yeah. our camera team would occasionally use filters on the camera. They would use yeah, uh, correct depending on what the look is. Sometimes, often uh, for uh, any performer that that we wanted to uh, appear more attractive, or they would use uh, yeah. a glamour a, filter, a, a softer filter, soft filter. Yeah. Marvin Rush was always very thoughtful of in particular the ladies on on the show. Yes. So correct. that he would he would light them with a little more attention. He would mm-hmm. often use a glamour filter to give them a little mm-hmm. more glamour or yeah. be- beauty, the yes. perception of softness and beauty. Yes. Anyway, so all that said to say, all of a sudden in the middle of the story I see like the glamour filter 5000 come out yeah. in the scene for 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 Seven of Nine. And I'm like, wait a minute. We haven't used that look on her in any of the previous scenes. Like I could see if every time we cut to Seven, she's got this sort of glamor look, but I feel like it was, again, a lack of continuity or consistency. Interesting. For whatever reason, they decided in this shuttle scene with Tuvok, we're gonna whip out the old Hollywood glamor 1955 or whatever it was a very strong look that just didn't match anything else. And I think whose call
0: tough. is that though? Is that Marvin that would or be is, Marvin. That, is that
1: LaVar? Is LaVar doing that? No, that would be Marvin. I think that would be yeah, Marvin.
0: It's, that's a little, that's a little weird.
1: And, he, and he's not usually the type to, to have those inconsistencies. So I feel yeah. like if you're going to make a strong filter choice, then it's gotta be an every time you photograph that, actor okay they look so you're they saying should, it comes out
0: this in act. this scene it's in only yes. in this scene and every other scene with seven before this you do yes. not see the glamour filter okay. i do not think so no
1: nope. All right, All right. this I have one to re- this I'm gonna one watch this now i am gonna have mean it was to just a very, very now, different look see. on her okay and she i think it's because she starts getting emotional in the scene and i think they wanted some softness and vulnerability and so okay uh it's just an idea that probably came in the moment hey let's throw right. oh, in the you know, the soft filter that you know the right whatever it was called. Promise. But it just
0: seemed all over
1: the place for you. It just didn't seem like the same look. Like why all of a sudden yeah. does she look like kind of that yeah. that beauty? I,
0: I didn't see that. So I'm going to have to rewatch it now to see what you're saying because I didn't. Well, she's getting yourself.
1: emotional and she's talking yeah. about, she's feeling apprehensive and fear. And yeah. why should I feel afraid? Because I'm going to be back with the Borg. It's, it doesn't make any sense. And Right. The and Borg she also vessel. decides
0: not to assimilate Tuvok. Right. So that's yes, and he's soft, and he, vulnerable scene there.
1: Yeah. And he says there are no board because we've learned from the Bomar that they literally every speck of dust that crosses into their region. Yeah, um, is tracked, is, is tracked and they know about it. So Tuvok's pretty confident that what she's saying, that there's a board vessel waiting for her. That's not what she's correct. He's, he's he, correct. he makes the gamble. He says, I don't think that's what it is. Let me come with you.
0: Mm-hmm. But if they track everything, don't you think they would have tracked Seven of Nine's parents' vessel? You know, I know I'm jumping ahead, Ooh, but that's just like, nice. it's just like, why aren't nice you catch. tracking that? Hello. Maybe, and that, has, maybe they and didn't back
1: then. Oh, but it has a beacon.
0: That beacon would have been picked up by their perimeter grid, I'm sure. Yeah. But, yeah. but maybe no, they didn't install catch. that until, you know, 10 years ago, right? So but it's perhaps. got a beacon. They would be picking up <laughs> They the would beacon. know that, I know. That's yeah. so silly. Yeah, would there's have a couple activated that that would have been their their archaeological division would have went I'm,
1: down there. Yeah, I'm a little all over on this one. Uh, to see you've
0: turned me into detective picky too.
1: I didn't want to all right. be a detective. detective Piggy. Piggy. Dang it! Okay. But there's such good moments too. They really okay, are. Okay, good. Okay, good. All Janeway, uh, so we go to Janeway. Oh, oh, sorry,
0: you you forgot to say a uh, Tuvok actually cues in on the back of the in the back of the uh, shuttle. He says, you know what? Your behavior demonstrates yeah. affection and sentiment. Mm-hmm. These are traits of humanity, not a, the Borg. So something's going on that you're not you know, aware of yeah. that has nothing to do with us about Borg beacon. So yep. that was an important point um, yep. to
1: this episode for sure. Absolutely. All right. Yeah, so the next thing we cut to back to Cargo Bay where the mm-hmm. uh, Borg alcoves are, yep. and there's Janeway standing. Cool in- shot of
0: Janeway standing in Seven's regeneration alcove, right? I like yeah, that shot. It was cool. Oh no, what is it? <laughs> Talk to me.
1: I wish she was just kind of walking or pacing around and studying it because she's just sort of standing there. Nothing's going to happen there. Like, mm. is she? Because she was standing there, like she wasn't locked into. She wasn't experiencing. No, no, no
0: she's not experiencing a regeneration cycle. No, no. But she's but like, trying what's to happening?
1: She's just sort of standing there. I don't know. To me, it, I, I thought it was like goofy. I was like, what is? She, it's goofy. Like, <laughs> like you're not gonna. To- you're not going to get plugged into the board collective just okay. by standing there.
0: All right. Here, let me do, let me, let me just give you an example. Okay. What if you were lost and Janeway's like, gosh, we've got to, we've got to put this puzzle together and she just sits in your helmsman's chair on the bridge and thinks. Well, I think that if, that's tough. That's kind of what that
1: scene you described. Yeah. If we just cut to her sitting in the chair, I think it still would be cheesy. If we cut to uh, her sitting in her chair. And seeing that she's going, hmm, I don't know what, what I don't have a solution. And then she looks yeah. at my chair and yeah. she gets up and she slowly walks over to it and she thinks maybe, maybe if I just sit down here and she sits in mm. it for a moment, that would be a different. Okay. okay. Like if so we then, had seen her come in, look at yeah. it, study it, and then and stand, stand in, it, in it. And look around. Have, okay. But we just cut to her standing there. Standing there, yes. And okay. it was like, that version to me is just like, Okay. Oh, we come in the middle of her standing in the Borg thing. Yes. Thinking that she's gonna plug in, and and that's not how it works. So gotcha. all right. That, that that yeah, that's my feelings there, Mr. Okay. Detective Picky. You, <laughs> you
0: are detective picky today. Um Harry has now deciphered Seven's log entries. Yes. So he enters into the scene, into the cargo bay, and hands it over to um uh to Jane Wade, but not before he talks about how. There's a lot of entries about himself mm-hmm. and and he's a little embarrassed. And yes, uh, he is. seven seems to know his exact he's very predictable. yeah, he's so predictable, and uh, he's embarrassed. <laughs> um, and this is where Jane you played comes... that scene
1: really well, by the way. did you like that? Un- okay. unlike Tom Paris, I think you were <laughs> you had subtlety and you had, you know, a kind of a connection to the story and the yeah. and a good sense of humor. I thought oh, it was really good. Thank you. I did thank I really you. did.
0: all right. I appreciate that here's where the raven thing comes into play right so she figures out that it's a raven it gives Janeway the clue and Harry's like oh how is that a clue and she's now I know how to find her now I know where to look or something yeah she
1: says something like uh the in 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 the journal it says you know the bird paralyzes her that she's filled with fear every time she Mm -hmm. sees the bird Janeway's Mm -hmm. like well what is that bird maybe it's maybe that bird's a crow or yeah Yeah. a raven Raven. oh was that your Janeway Not really. It was just a dramatic whisper raven.
0: But it was almost a raven. Yeah. See, it sounded Janeway-esque to me. So I thought it was very
1: dramatic. And yes, then she's like, now I know. Mm -hmm. What? How do you, what? What do you know? Thank God, by the way, Janeway didn't see the flashbacks that the audience sees, because she would know it's not a raven. It's a (laughs) hawk or a falcon. But sure, if she wants to imagine (laughs) that it's a raven, I saw it oh my um, goodness so now we're back in seven
0: shuttle and tuvok then offers to accompany seven mm-hmm. to go to the lunar surface because the signal is coming from somewhere on the lunar surface and tuvok thinks it's not the Borg because seven says well you're going to get assimilated if you come with me he's like i, I really think this is something else so i'm going to
1: offer to help you tuvok says i will accompany you to the surface and we're on his back and then he continues you don't need to go alone the worst adr line i've ever heard in my life go back and look at it it was like it was completely in the scene i will accompany you to the surface and then you hear you don't need to go alone it was horrible it was like it didn't sound like it was in the same space it was like how did that get on the air it was my god
0: you're detective picky i didn't i didn't catch any of this go so back that's and look clearly, at that ADR it's clearly line. looped and it's clearly we added you don't in. need to go alone. <laughs>
1: you make it sound like it's underwater in it or something i don't know it's a different it was recorded separately <laughs> wait, you, wait, and it was think, not mixed well it was just, okay
0: yeah was it was it one of those add-in pieces of dialogue yeah. that wasn't even in the script i, I think, think it was not I mean. in the
1: script and they yeah. wanted to play out the moment a little longer <laughs> with seven on camera because you could see her sort of processing what Tuvok was saying. You are so all need to go to... Yes, I will accompany you to the surface. You don't need to go alone. What? That's not the same person in the same place. That's he bad. make it sound like he's Bane from the uh, <laughs> bad.
0: Batman okay. world. Okay, let's move forward. Um, Paris, you're now in your shuttle and you're debriefing Janeway about yes. what's happening. Picking right? up an
1: unusual sick signal, an M class moon orbiting the fifth planet from a yellow dwarf star correct yeah that's what paris is saying right this is okay and this is yeah. this is not as bad as some of the other paris stuff i felt like i was doing <laughs> i felt like at least here i was piloting and yeah and so i'm delivering information and okay seem so, to have stakes this was okay I'll give you're more a,
0: satisfied with this a, line a delivery. solid c yes oh line. you give it a c still still average okay oh yeah all right so average. now that we go to the i said bomar bomarian um Moon surface. Can I use that beautiful
1: planet shot?
0: Yes, and uh, you hate that shot. You think it's so simplistic. You think it's too two dimensional. It looks like a painting to you, correct? That there's not a three-dimensional. I did not like the planet
1: shot. Did not like it. I felt like it was some recycled elements of Lone Pine mixed with some (laughs) some steam rising up that didn't seem like it was in the same dimensions or Ah. perspective. I just didn't oh like that planet God. shot. Okay. But we've had, like I said, yeah, it was a flyby that I think was some of the best ship shots I've ever seen with the right. Battles. So there's like, some amazing shots and, and some shots low. that you question. I, I hear agree. you.
0: And then, um, uh, seven and two. And by the way, every time I type in seven on my little, you know, my Notes. iPhone, it yes, it autocorrects to Sven, S V E N, the Swedish. male first name so i get right here it says sven and tuvok track the borg signal
1: that's a different Um, story that's a a whole different story story. (laughs) tuvok she is very nervous she sees a partially (laughs) assimilated federation vessel Mm -hmm. and she says i think that looks familiar tuvok says it's a federation vessel yeah um all of a sudden she has a flashback papa papa help me so she calls her dad papa a lot which i that sort of jumped out at me here a very sort of old-fashioned name and uh, that's like scandinavian way to call your dad it sounds like to me yeah right? papa. papa yeah
0: or if, it school. sounds like
1: something you might call a grandfather but not your dad that's
0: isn't that pop pop what pop you pop say? maybe yeah.
1: i just wish i wish that instead of papa that she had said daddy or something a little yeah less formal less old-fashioned less dated i don't know maybe
0: i'm just wondering daddy. if they went off of like you know like east um uh, northern european right so scandinavian countries maybe there. her
1: scandinavian yeah maybe a her heritage know. I don't know. maybe okay. i just i it, it it didn't it didn't feel as um vulnerable or emotional as the word daddy but daddy. that's just to me okay um that's fine yeah papa help me she has a flashback um we realized that the raven was her ship in the mm-hmm. sequence yeah. that comes out her and she ship. starts yeah. Um, Jerry Ryan starts a very vulnerable kind of realization and and memories coming back to her. Mm -hmm, She remembers her birthday when she had, uh, when she was six, six candles and one to grow on, um, tells the whole story. Very, very human moments here with Jerry and seven. Yeah.
0: And she kind of reverts to a childlike state, right? She's kind of... Going she does. She that. goes, yeah.
1: literally climbs under the mm. console like she does in her flashbacks. Yeah. So she's sort of reliving some of this through her imagination, which is part of our theme. It's our, yes. You know what What Janeway has set up in the first episode, first That's scene. Right. Um, right. She's reliving it and really experiencing it through her imagination and these memories. Mm-hmm. Um, I love when Tuvok, the, they start getting attacked by the Bomar Bomar have now come to this lunar surface and are attacking, trying to kill the Borg, you yep. know, trying to race outside so they can get a signal to beam back. And mm-hmm. I thought some of the crashing and the pulling of, of debris and things like that, I thought that was really some exciting and well-shot action, some good yeah. action moments. And then, and then Voyager shows up.
0: And so they start trying to target the weapon systems of the Bomar ships. They only yep. take out a couple of the ships. And I kept thinking, why didn't they just kind of like, you know, do what, Seven of nine did, and just crash into them and just, just knock yeah, them out. Now out. that we know that's how ships work, that's the way ships work. In this episode, in this episode, quite all right.
1: everything works however you want it to work. <laughs> I loved on the bridge when the Bomar guy is saying, "You need to get the heck out of here," and Jane Wade just goes, "I don't have time for that. Time for this." I know.
0: It just snaps him <laughs> it was out like, "Yeah, such was a
1: great reading. Time for so this, dismissive. Fool. Yeah,
0: it was so good. That was so. It cla- made me laugh. That guy out got Jane Wade. That guy got Jane Wade. He 100%. did. Yeah. All right." Seven and Tuvok trying to find a way out, and they finally do find out a way out of the wrecked ship. And that is when Paris beams them aboard his shuttle. And um, then my question was, well, what about the shuttle that Seven was in? Are you just, you guys are just going to leave that on the planet in space or in space? Were they it's floating around?
1: around in space? Yep. <laughs> well, so and that's is, a good—that's a good shuttle too. That's a crashing that was a shuttle that one. breaks through. Giant cargo bay doors. <laughs> That's a superhero shuttle. Damage. You're right. That is. They a should go get shuttle. that one.
0: They need that one because it clearly has some crazy titanium shielding or yes. some extra Borg shielding that it can just break through shuttle bay doors like nothing. Like well butter cutting through butter. We did
1: get everybody back, but we do realize mm. that we're there's no, not gonna be a shortcut this time. Janeway no. says, Looks like there won't be any shortcuts. Mm-hmm. And they've got to leave Beaumar space and take the long way. Yeah. Um, then we go to the holodeck and Janeway finds walks into Da Vinci's workshop
0: yeah. and
1: finds Seven in there.
0: Yep.
1: And I I wrote down, you know, Jerry played a beautiful scene here. She seems so childlike and vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um Seven talks about how she's considering what her parents were like. She Mm -hmm. now she realizes like, there's a whole part of my life that I didn't. Now that I've experienced it through my imagination, through these flashbacks, through this, Mm -hmm. that it's opening up this desire to know who my parents were. Yeah. And uh, Janeway says, well, um, you know, there's a lot about your parents in the database. They did some amazing things and, and maybe you can, you know, kind of look into that. Yeah. And, uh, some, some of this may encourage her imagination even more to, to understand her, where she came from. Mm-hmm. And it was such a great moment. I loved, um, the way Jerry read it, the way it was written. Mm-hmm. She goes, perhaps I will. Yeah. Someday. Yeah, it's, it's and then a little a too overwhelming now, but a yeah. someday, exactly. And then a pause mm-hmm. someday, not now. Yeah. It was yeah. so well done, Jerry's performance, I thought was really wonderful. And we're in this episode, we see a vulnerable mm-hmm. seven for the very first time. And yeah. I think uh, often that, that yes. works really, really well. And sometimes, like I said, some of the inconsistencies kind of bump me. but, mm-hmm. but I And Brian
0: Fuller's do. lines, Brian Fuller's uh, dialogue also. Right? Yeah.
1: So yeah, good yeah job there. great, great moments in there. Yeah. What was your theme for this episode?
0: I'm going to ask you that because I didn't come up with anything. So let me throw that back. Again. OK,
1: this one was a tricky one. As you can tell, I was I was kind of mixed. I was loved a lot of things and other things I thought just kept breaking me out of it. Um, but the theme I, I felt like was something like this. Feeling your feelings or creativity or your imagination. These human experiences can feel amazing, but they can also be painful and you can't have one without the other. That's what I wrote down. Hmm. So this human experience that, that Seven is finally starting to see through mm-hmm. her flashbacks, her imagination, her, her feelings that she's not just intellectually ex- thinking of it, but she's not going from one task to the other, but she's pausing to feel her feelings. Yeah. That has an upside and a downside. And you can't have one without the other. You can't okay. you can't feel love without some pain. You can't feel the good mm-hmm. without risking the bad, you know. So I'm
0: um, that's good. I'm gonna piggyback on that. And yeah. I'm gonna say this is this is also on the same thing. And this is more of what Janeway was saying to her in the beginning, which was she said, Okay, imagination, creativity, fantasy, human progress would not exist without these. Mm-hmm. traits or these exploration into these, this area of mm-hmm. humanity, mm-hmm. the the imagination of things, the creativity of stuff. So um, yeah, yeah, so I those love things it. are good, right? Yeah, and that's I the love only it. way to uh, to have progress as, uh, as humans. We need to have cre- creativity and imagination in our lives mm-hmm. to be a full, complete human being, right? That's part of us too. So I love it. That's the theme. Well, that was great. So yeah. I'm
1: glad. I'm so glad we got to watch this episode and and realize that. Uh, by the way, <laughs> I was not far off on the Raven and the kind of the Edgar Allan Poe sort of yeah, structure of about like the loss, the pain of pain, mm-hmm. and it will never yeah. more be. Yeah, never more, yes, never more. Yes. she will. It's it's Seven's realization that she will never have her parents truly. The only way yeah. to have it is through some of this sort of imagination and memory but it's also going to have pain so yeah good call man
0: so you you were right on that one I was right that one of us was going to have more of a storyline and yes yes yes, yes. really and as much as you thought that your line delivery wasn't where it should be it's definitely not something that was glaring you know I don't think anybody watching this is going to be like what the hell was that no one's going to say that so you're very critical of yourself so it is and as you should be because you, you you can see everything right so um but you're also a little hard on yourself so uh i would Thanks, not buddy. give it
1: a c but Thanks, i'd give it, I would,
0: I'd give you a b minus okay higher than a c i'll take a b okay? minus i'll give you a b
1: minus all right i was a solid b minus student in high school that was, <laughs> like and everybody my teachers would all say like you could be an a plus you could be a straight a student <laughs> if you tried a little and i was like yeah <laughs> I'm just, just but i like this it. and that and this and that and i'm just I'm, I'm a slalom bee
0: so you basically in high school you ravened it is what you did you i did just, I, ravened, kinda, I ravened, ravened the, you ravened high school yes, it's okay it's all right. see we have new dialogue now all <laughs> right so next week everybody yes. um please join us when robbie and i will be discussing the episode scientific method